welcome to the Data Rockstars Coffee Pod with me, Kelly Peters. And me, Regina Lally. And this week, we're going to um, just briefly recap on what we talked about last week with the exams and algorithms. And then we're going to go into a little bit more detail about cookies and consent. Sounds exciting. Cool. So um, firstly, I think it's great to acknowledge that after last week's podcast, uh, where an algorithm had made a decision about A-level results, there has been a U-turn. The government have now gone with teachers' decisions on exam results for A-levels and GCSEs, which is great. However, this has raised the question about how much algorithms play a part in our lives and the decision-making that um, takes place with or without our knowledge. And in some instances, we might feel beneficial. Others, we might think is a little bit of a a hindrance. So I just wanted to briefly touch on um, a BBC article, which talked about the different ways that data is used on us. So I think we've talked about in the past, and I think it was in one of our early episodes, Regina, uh, we talked about the impact on social media and needed the data that they gather on us and use from photos, videos, our likes, dislikes. So I think people are probably quite familiar with that. Yeah, to some extent, I think. I think there's an element that potentially you don't really realise that, yes, there's insight and it builds up a profile of you, but I think it behind the scenes that then drives what you see on your actual feeds for all of them. So I think we all got to the point where most of them moved away from being timeline focused as in this happened most recently and started to be a bit more clever about trying to present you things that you wanted to see and every like every reaction every comment you make whether it's a friend or a business will drive how your timeline looks and that's the same across twitter linkedin facebook instagram it's all driven to try and present you information that you want to see to keep you coming back to keep you clicking and keep you engaged and obviously that depending where you are and this is some of the things that are being challenged in the moment in the states and for facebook and some of those bigger companies where they are that algorithm can drive people down to gradually more extreme content in either direction they're being challenged to see how they can actually try and control that because it can move somebody from in opinions from sort of the edge of being extreme one way or the other to like actually moving them to that point of being extreme and that's quite a dangerous sort of echo chamber to be in and so that's all driven by algorithms and the computers understanding what it is you're engaging with and why you want to see it which is you know it's interesting but it's it can can have some unintended consequences which i think is some of the things that we're seeing now in social media yeah and i think you know, it's not just in social media that i think we're seeing decisions that are being made I think we've got the you know insurance and, and for many I think in, in people have seen insurance as being one of the, the forefront or leaders in kind of big data and making decisions on on risk assessing us can't remember what episode it was but we talked about cars um, in one of our episodes and you know for young people now there's the black box that's being put in their car to be able to reduce their insurance because it's monitoring their behaviours whilst they're driving uh, and stuff because of the high rate of um, accidents that happen with young children. So in a way that's good but it just goes to show there's actually more and more data being collected on us that we may or may not be aware of. And, and for me, you know, if it helps my insurance, I'm okay with that. But if it's going to collect more information on me than I necessarily know, I might get a little bit anxious about that. I think people recognise and have done for a long time that that's how insurance works, that it's, it is based on where you live, the rates of crime, rates of accident for your age group, the car type, you know, the cost that it's going to take to replace the car, all of those impact on how much you will pay for your insurance. And I think 
people understand that and obviously as it's got more expensive for particularly younger drivers as you said they've then come up with a way to try and prove that as an individual you sit outside of the norm by driving more safely which is where that black box comes in i think that's something that we, we've probably accepted more because that's the way it's worked for quite some time i think it's probably where algorithms then are more challenging and where they're then moving into areas of our life that we're maybe less comfortable with in terms of decision making yeah. And, I, and, you know, and I think that's things like I think we've seen some of the challenges around the police using facial recognition technology, more artificial intelligence is coming in into various systems. We've talked again previously about where it's in HR systems to support interview yeah. processes. And again, I mean, that's very sophisticated algorithms and machine learning that sit behind that. But without the understanding of how they've been developed and potential bias, then those decisions have a much bigger impact and maybe one that people are not so comfortable with yet because it's not probably not as transparent as the insurance industry people understand that the parameters that actually influence why your car insurance will be more expensive than somebody else's whereas i think with freedom you know the police are looking to profile or identify people through facial recognition or decisions are being made about jobs and interviews based on facial technology and you start getting into areas where the decision making is much less transparent and then people become as you said anxious or worried that they're not being treated fairly and i think it's that fairness and justice that people really want to make sure is protected because it's actually it comes down to our own rights and freedoms uh, rather than just how much we pay and you're very much then it's outside of your control you can always explore different insurance companies and yeah. see you know there'll be a parameter and you can make decisions but these types of things you kind of feel a little bit like it's out of your own control yeah and i think it's that kind of inherent bias that as humans we're programming the algorithm so we may inadvertently be programming all types of bias and what's the impact on that on our health our well-being our social status so yeah i think it's interesting um, and i think it's going to be something we're going to see a lot more of because i think covid has pushed us along along that route faster than maybe we're prepared for. And, you know, some people have, I've seen on social media say maybe this is demonstrating that it's a little bit too early for artificial intelligence and algorithms and stuff. So it's going to be an interesting time. And, and I just wanted to say before we move on to the next subject, because I know we could talk about this for a while, is that the ICO produced guidance on um, artificial intelligence at the end of July in terms of for people that are interested in using this, what they should be considering. It's based on the two years of, of work. So I, I would say anyone that is listening to this and is interested in artificial intelligence can go to the ICO, uh, go to the website, check out the guidance. If we have more time, we may talk about it at a future episode. Um, the other thing I want to talk about, because there's two, um, from, a, from a geeky perspective, two um, interesting things. One that you posted to me and one I shared with you. So in the past week, all outside of the UK, uh, unfortunately. But in Germany, uh, the German data protection authorities um, have gathered together because they uh, supervise data protection slightly different to the UK in that it's federated. So all the authorities have come together and decided to investigate companies that are using cookies and other technologies such as pixels uh, to see if people are actually applying consent appropriately. Mm. And yeah. then are they being transparent about what's then happening? to the data that's being collected and shared via cookies, which I find quite exciting. And I'm not surprised it's Germany because they were the ones that the case against Planet 49 last year, they were the one that tried the case and then put out the guidance that said, 
hold up a second you need to be a bit more transparent what that one? so essentially um they the case was that the cookies that were being used individuals were not told uh, and it wasn't transparent about the use of their data that um, Planet 49 were using. So they were collecting a wealth of data through cookies. They were sharing it, but it was not apparent through their cookie banner that this is what was happening. So right. what went to the German courts was a clarification of what was meant by consent and what was actually required. Right. And the guidance was very clear about what consent is from a GDPR perspective and that whilst cookies are covered by PECA, the definition of consent is from GDPR. Um, and you have to give people the option to opt out. And it has to be parity between the reject and the yeah. accept. Whereas what's happened in the past is the reject has been a very tiny little wording. Yeah. And you automatically just clicked, collect, and it's had to be a little bit more transparent. So what the German authorities are doing now is they're actually going to do an investigation on media outlets to mm. see how their websites are operating to see what information is being collected. Are they being transparent? And I think it's going to be similar to what the Irish Data Protection um, Commissioner has already done, where they'll they'll select X number of sites and then they'll do this analysis and produce a report. What I find interesting about this is that this won't just affect Germany because obviously data can cross boundaries and, and European boundaries and global. It'd be what will be their findings. And for me, I think it's just demonstrating that a lot of people they think cookie consent is blah. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of websites out there that don't do it properly. And, you know, I am one for clicking on the manage settings, particularly with media. Yeah. and newspapers you yeah. know if you actually just take a second and don't go straight to the article that you want to read if you go and have a look at that and see just how many cookies that they're putting onto your machine and that if you just click accept that they're there and what they do and it was interesting so reading that the article i sent you that they're talking about the way that that works in terms of the cookies and the fact that you've looked at different either newspapers so it gives mm. an indication of your political leanings potentially or if you've read particular articles so that's then stepping into sensitive data, you know, political affiliations, religious mm. beliefs. If you're reading particular articles frequently, that can be determined from those cookies. And that then can influence the types of information that you see and the information and adverts that you're presented with when you go to other places. Uh, other website and it's a massive industry yeah. behind it in terms mm. of that real-time bidding and it, you know it's fascinating when you read into that and I've, I've done a bit of reading in the past but to yeah. how that works and it's instantaneous like a stock market that there's automatic bidding on a spot on a website as you're clicking on that spot somebody's then you know multiple companies are trying to get that space for your eyes to see their ad and you know whoever bids the highest wins and it's really really yeah. quick and it's Im impressive that they've done that but the industry behind sort of the personalized ads that we see to improve our experience is a massive mm. industry there and that's all built on the information and profiles that they build up around us around the cookies that they collect and so yeah without being clear and transparent and us being able to have that genuine choice yeah. and i think that's what's removed there's you know a lot of them the banners that we see when we move around the internet just talk about by using this website you accept cookies no i don't yeah. <laughs> no. Where do i get out of them and i'm always trying <laughs> to find it and honestly there'll be some that i just refuse to go and read the article it's like i don't yeah. want to read it that badly yeah. to have to give you all this data no exactly and the um very briefly because i've just noticed just how much time we've been talking is that 
in uh, Holland, there has been a privacy group has filed a claim against Oracle and Salesforce saying that they have been misusing the data that's being collected via consent via the websites. And they're arguing that each individual that has had has been misled by those two companies should be able to claim up to uh, 500 euros uh, which could be in the billions if they win their argument now what's interesting is that the same group are going to put a claim are going to put a case into the high court in london in a couple of weeks uh, so it's not just going to be oh it's the netherlands it is going to be the uk as well clearly both oracle and salesforce have rebuffed this and said they don't sell data behind the scenes so i think it's just an interesting story and i think there's going to be a lot more of those kind of privacy organizations that are going to start challenging those companies about the use of our data and the lack of potential lack of transparency i think they often very frequently will rely on our need for speed and the the lack of interest in actually finding out the details and they play on that by making it as you say not no, no, there's no parity. It's much easier to just hit the accept than it is to do a bit of reading. And yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what comes from that because, like you say, whatever decisions are made both in Germany when they've looked into the media and with these high court challenges mm. around use of data within systems that are obviously managing a lot of data on other people's behalf. So they have an insight that, you know, their customers don't necessarily realize, then that could be game changing for a lot of companies and providers across Europe and the world. No, exactly. And that brings us to a close. So um, I would say to anybody I know, anyone that's listened to this that wants us to talk in a little bit more detail about a particular system, about cookies or anything else, email us at coffee at dbxuk. Uh, dot com. Um, we're taking a break next week. Um, it's my holiday. I hope you do too. But we will be back in September for some more coffee and chat and data protection. So thank you very much and thanks, Regina. Thank you.